we should watch a movie. I'm Danny Weiser. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ellen Beck and Ty McGowan, and also by very special guest this week. It's Ty's dad, Robbie. Robbie, what's up? Hi, everyone. How's everybody? Oh, doing great. Unfortunately, Danny's back with us this week, but you, know, yeah. you can't win them all. <laughs> Listen, much to my chagrin and also of the listeners of this podcast, I'm sure they were stoked when I wasn't here last week, but two bad suckers. <laughs> Ty couldn't host two weeks in a row. I really didn't want to. Slug <laughs> <laughs> so back. What have you been doing? Uh, I haven't really watched many new movies. I've watched some TV. I finished Severance. Um, maybe the greatest TV finale of all time. Possibly. So good. I'm obsessed. <laughs> really I can't... good. Ugh. Really have funny. To get another season. A lot funnier than I thought it would be with like the content they were talking about. Um, I started watching The Offer, which is the Miles Teller uh godfather he plays the producer of the the guy that produced the godfather it's all right i mean yeah it's it's not groundbreaking television but there's one really cool scene where like like apparently francis ford coppola invited all of everyone who was playing the corleone family to dinner the day before shooting and they all were method actors so they all like including marlon brando and al pacino (laughs) and like they all like acted like they were yeah in the Corleone family. And it's honestly one of like my favorite scenes I've seen all year. It's really cool. Um, but yeah, that's just TV. I watched the sex pistols TV show on Hulu. It's terrible. Nobody <laughs> needs to watch it. It's not good, but yeah, no new movies. Nice. Just waiting for Jurassic world dominion to come out. You know, I still haven't seen fallen kingdom. Highly anticipated. <laughs> I just never watched it. It was one of those. I was like, ah, I'm not hearing good things. I don't really need to go to the theater. I'll just wait till it comes on streaming. And then I don't know that it ever showed up on a streaming service because it's not on one right now. Yeah, I, think I it's watched not it on, on a plane. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Maybe like maybe I want. I don't know. I really sad. I'm not like stoked about it or anything. Robbie, what do you mean? I'm hoping up to? there's less Chris Pratt and more Jeff Goldblum in in not this happened. next one. Not happening. <laughs> um. <laughs> Well, I actually uh, saw a movie uh, on Friday. I don't know if y'all have heard of it. It uh, just came out called Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> yes. So, so I went um, I went with three of my buddies from high school who I went to the original movie with. Um, the original movie came out actually my freshman year in college, but I, you know, it came out right after the, after the year was out. It came out in May. And so... Um, these are hometown buddies of mine. So we decided we were going to go and, um, we take up a little bit more room in the uh, theater seat than we did, uh, <laughs> 30 something years ago or, uh, but, uh, yeah, not sure if you've seen my review on Letterboxd yet, but that pretty much summed up my emotion <laughs> walking out of the movie. Yeah. We're, we're going to get into Top Gun Maverick specifics. I'll have to do a whole like alarm warning, skip ahead. If you haven't seen it <laughs> here in a second, because, oh boy, we're going to get into it. We've been waiting for two weeks to do this, but Ellen had COVID and I wasn't here last week. So we're going to have to make up for it this time. But, uh, before that, Ellen, what have you been doing? Yeah. Um, Aside from me finally seeing Top Gun, um, watched a handful of things this past week because we were still wrapping up our quarantine. Um, finished Stranger Things, watched a few random movies on Netflix. I watched Heist. I gave it, I think, two stars. <laughs> nice. Um, I watched Old. Um, oh. It's okay. It's honestly, it's better than I thought it was going to be. It's fine. Better or worse than Conair? Better. 
You're out of your gourd. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, we watched the hour-long uh Bo Burnham outtakes from inside. How good is five years? It's uh, like <laughs> he left some song I've ever heard. he left some bangers on the cutting room floor. That and Joe Biden. So <laughs> yeah. I wish he had released the Joe Biden song because that it was like it would have been perfect, like released in the perfect amount of time, right? When yeah, like right before he won. It would have been perfect, but yeah, I'm glad we have it now at least. Um yeah. finished under the banner of heaven. That oh. finale was so good. Oh, so good. <laughs> that show is so good. Give yeah, give him give Andrew Garfield all the Emmys. Give that show all the Emmys. Her, There's just Daisy something Edgar about Jones, like like Mormons that I I would never want to be a part of the religion, but I want to know everything about it. Like yeah. every single thing about it. I was talking to a friend of mine about it. And she's like, yeah, I read that book in high school. A teacher recommended it to me. I was like, what? The Book of Mormon? <laughs> no, Under the Banner oh. of Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> the Book of Mormon. <laughs> teacher just proselytizing no big deal um yeah it was really good andrew Garfield's amazing uh daisy edgar jones is so good as are you know Russell. russell and um sam worthington surprisingly yeah. you know uh so yeah i've watched that and then um yesterday on sunday was the dallas pride parade and my company had um a float in the parade so i signed up to join and be part of it um it was so hot like it was like 95 (laughs) degrees no clouds um it was my first time participating i was supposed to go a couple years ago but wasn't able to make it and um i learned a lot uh it was a lot of standing around and waiting to start we were like the 55th float in line um so like the parade started at two but we didn't actually like start moving until like 345 um, so just like baking in the heat, I got a mad sunburn and then we started going, um, <laughs> and, and walked around, uh, walked around fair park in downtown Dallas, which is like a lot safer than it actually being on a real street. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I like was dancing and throwing beads to the crowd and I almost passed out. I kept telling myself, please stop dancing. You're going to kill yourself. And then I just couldn't stop dancing. <laughs> um, so as long as you're hydrating, that would be, yeah, okay. I drink, like, that'd be good. I just kept drinking water bottle after water bottle. I don't even, I lost count, but no, it was, it was awesome. And the crowd was super great. Um, and yeah, I was very excited to be part of it, uh, and be there with my friends who were like the chapter leaders of the organization within our company. So it was a fun time worth it. Worth almost having heat stroke. <laughs> we actually, um, and I want to make sure you hear this correctly. Our church had a pride event yesterday. I know that living in where we live and uh, <clears throat> isn't always something you hear all the time, but uh, uh, especially out in the suburbs, but yeah, we had, uh, so we wore our pride t-shirts. My pride t-shirt says ally AF. Uh, oh, I so that. I had that um, on yesterday. So that was my church attire. Fantastic. There was a church uh, in the parade as well. It was really nice to see. So we love awesome. to see it. Sweet. Um, I didn't do much. I hung out, watched some TV. I've been caught up on the boys. Uh, that new oh season. Oh, me that too. Yes, that first episode, the first like five <laughs> minutes of that episode is like, okay, I, we're going here. Here we this go. Is where we're going. 
I was like, man, this show has like been pretty off the rails, but like, what more could they do? You know? And then like 10 minutes into episode one, my jaws on the floor. Yeah, It was like, they started doing it and I was like, no way they're going to show this. And they're like, yeah, we're getting right up there. Yeah. Cameron was like, I love how they took the like online theory about Ant-Man and Thanos (laughs) and made it just like went all the way. Yeah. Yeah. This is good. Um, I have been watching Kenobi. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, young Sorry. ladies. I'm kind of, I think she's run her course with me, but look, all Star Wars is good Star Wars, but yeah. you know. Yeah. But some is better than others. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> don't, we don't need a comment from the old, the old people on the, on the podcast. Go ahead. Do the wizard boy thing. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. um i've been watching stranger things i'm kind of having trouble getting into this season um the length or the content uh, one of my biggest pet peeves in shows and movies like this is the over exaggerated bullies the like oh and 11 storyline it is oh i thought you're talking about the high school bullies that are just like the high school bully basically is the high school bully from karate kid but oh. like turned up to 11. No, it's it's the like, uh, you're kind of weird. So uh, isn't it funny that your dad's dead? It's like, oh, yeah. okay. All yeah. right. And just like the yeah. ridiculous over the top, like they literally surround this kid in a skating rink and then throw a chocolate milkshake on her in front of everybody. Like, listen, I, I've seen my fair share of bullying. Like, that's a lot. That's <laughs> okay. as bad as it gets, though. I'll give you I'll go ahead and spoil that for you. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're 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 in the clear now with the bully stuff. Yeah. How about all these parents that are like, yeah, we're watching the first three seasons with our kids getting ready for the fourth <laughs> season. And this one is fucking scary. Not for children. <laughs> like people's bones cracking on screen. It's terrifying. It's really scary. It also is just like genuinely kind of shocking because like I did a rewatch. And so I finished like season three or whatever. And like, cool. They're all like eighth grade kids and then you come back and they're in their 30s now <laughs> like the will 15, the will yeah. looks ridiculous <laughs> like that Still is gave a, that haircut though that is a 28 year old man with a bowl cut is what it looks like <laughs> But I, it's still it's still it's Stranger Things. It's still good. I'm being overly picky, but I'm just at the moment not quite feeling it as much as I have past seasons. But um, I will. Just, I still love Steve, though. Still yeah. love Steve. Steve's perfect. <laughs> Steve will continue to be perfect. But uh, is it time? Yeah, time, time. We need to talk about it. Are getting into Top Gun spoilers. If you do not want Top Gun Maverick spoiled for you, please do me a huge favor right now. Go to the 37 minute 26 second mark. It's 37 26. Thanks. Oh goodness. I I have not watched another movie since I watched Top Gun in theaters because I don't want to watch other movies. I only want Top Gun all the time. You didn't watch Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, did you not watch the movie you were supposed to watch this week? I didn't watch a movie that I didn't have to watch. I thought you watched a lot like Love and said Ashton Kutcher had the most punchable face of all time. Yeah, I watched that for the podcast, technically. So, (laughs) 
no no non-podcast related movies uh i haven't seen any other than or, or since i saw top gun in theaters because it's the best freak it's the best movie it's already on my mount rushmore of action movies it's in my top four on letterboxd i'm it's a part of my personality now it's annoying how into top gun maverick i am i want to just go ahead and thank tom cruise because i know he's listening to this podcast <laughs> big fan big fan but Look, he has, you know, some people probably have their missteps about him because Scientology and the whole Oprah thing, which I'm ready to know, convert now. Yeah, like I get it. But I mean, he definitely be- knows where David Miscavige's wife's body is. That's for sure. I'm going to make a, a baseball reference that not a lot of people are going to know, but he's the Pete Rose of actors. We're like, he's he's never going to get into the Hall of Fame. That's a Tom person. Cruise is never going to win an Oscar. But because God, he's of- good. But good God, does he try the hardest to make the best movies for his fans? And this honestly felt like we've had Spider-Man, which broke records. We've had a Christopher Nolan movie. We've had a Batman movie. This is like the first time since the pandemic where I'm like, oh, movies are back. Movie theaters are back. Did Tom Cruise save movie theaters? Yes. Yeah, he did. (laughs) He did. It's like the highest grossing Memorial Day weekend of 15 years. So he hasn't put out a movie in four years, which is the longest he's gone between film releases since the beginning of his career. Isn't that crazy? He's always, he's put out at least one movie every year, every other year since his very first movie. And it's only because of COVID that this one, like he broke that. (laughs) I'm glad I got pushed back. This, this movie, every, like everything hit well. Like you have the corniness that really works from the first movie you have this added kind of Mission Impossible like stakes to it. Like the last 30 minutes, probably the best action sequence I've ever seen in my entire life. Everyone like, I think Danny is not, I mean, he probably still hates Miles Teller, but like I I kind of don't anymore. I kind of don't anymore. He was kind of awesome. (laughs) I was was awesome as as his kid. Uh, Glenn Powell just destroying it as like the new Iceman. Uh, Val Kilmer just making me cry without even saying any words. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Can yeah. I get a cry count on Top Gun Maverick? I'm at like Val- four, I think. I had Val Kilmer. I had uh, the ending after they they beat the or they win or mm-hmm. whatever. They get back mm-hmm. to the boat um, when Rooster double taps the picture of his dad. Mm-hmm. And then I just started crying when they started like the montage of actors and like the first one up was Val Kilmer. And I just mm. started crying again. I ever, every, pretty much every time Tom Cruise or Maverick said, talk to me goose. And talk then when Rooster goose. said, talk to me dad. Yeah. Just weeping in this and, watch good Tom or Tom Cruise fighter jet movie, like an idiot. And Tom Cruise looking back into the, through the door at, uh, rooster singing oh, that song yeah. in the bar. Good yeah, hmm. All right. that was yeah. that was tough. Also, Jennifer Connelly, freaking awesome. It's we don't so talk good. We way more chemistry. Time way more chemistry than the first. Uh, yeah. I forget the actress oh. from the first movie. Yeah, Kelly McGillis. Yeah, way so more chemistry close. with Jennifer Connelly in this one. So we close. disagree on that. I don't think it's close at all. I think it's such an insane more amount of chemistry she had with Jennifer Connelly. Also, we as a society don't talk enough about how Jennifer Connelly's been the hottest person on the planet for 30 years now. <laughs> 30 years straight. It's ridiculous. 30 years straight? What a freaking achievement. <laughs> all right, Ellen, uh, I'm dying. 
Okay. Yeah, you you because, have not revealed your letterbox score <laughs> or any opinions about this movie to anyone. For the sake of bullying alone is the only reason you haven't done it. So yeah, I know. I have notes, so I'm gonna go through them for you guys. Um, okay. first of all, calm down. I loved it. Um, okay, good. Like, I don't like that you've taken the tie calm down thing. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't like that you've adopted that. Danny, it's, calm down. Let it's her, not let her just talk. it's not just Ty's thing when you need to be told to calm down. <laughs> I'm happy to do it too. Um, but no, I, I mean, like show. it was, it was the like the most thrilling action sequences I've ever seen on film ever. And like mm-hmm. I could not get over the fact that like not none of it was green screen. It was all practical. It was all really flying. It was all really like insane. Um, real G's, end- real speed. Gosh, that I love to- that clip of Tom. Hey guys, thanks for coming to the movies. We got real oh, G's, real speed. Fucking Tom. That played in my theater, and the dude behind me went, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I will say entirely separate, has nothing to do with the movie, but like had a weird experience at Alamo Draft House. Um, I I know for a fact I was the first person to buy tickets for the showing that we got because there everything was open and we got there and the theater had maybe like 15 people there and this old couple bought the seats directly next to me and Cameron. And I was like, <laughs> I know you know that those were that's weird already bought when you <laughs> bought yours. Like um <laughs> that's weird. like it at all. Um at some point I was like, when we get our food, we can just shift over. And Cameron was like, oh, just leave it. Um but uh no so i i loved it and like like you said that ending that whole last 30 minutes or whatever incredible but honestly like i was i was completely blown away in the scene when um when maverick runs the does the mission runs oh, the, oh my god yeah, i didn't breathe i didn't breathe, I didn't breathe. And listening to him breathe knowing that, that was him genuinely trying to like get breaths in while going at like however many g's like there's a spot uh, where i had you see his body face chills. and it's literally pulled back it's like one little second and you're like oh his face looks really weird it's literally he's going that fast and yeah. the g's mm-hmm. are just pushing his face back i i, I was listening to an episode full body of, chills. i was listening to big screen sports um big friend of uh especially rank kings uh, but he he has this uh, friend of his named caroline darney on a lot she's like a frequent guest of the show she went to flight school um, and so she had like so many cool tidbits about like, yeah, they did this. That was legit. Like their the yeah. breathing technique. You see all the actors doing. She was like, yeah, you have to do that whenever you're like pulling that many G's or else you're going to freaking pass. Out. So it's just so cool. Like hearing all of the little tidbits like, oh, they actually went to like flight school training. And these are legit things you have to do when you're in a jet or you're going to pass out. Yeah, that's what I... like Glenn Powell's talking about. Like, yeah, Tom Cruise like bought us like as a present for being in the movie, bought us like this iPad that had like $7,000 worth of flight school stuff. on Yeah. It. And it, it wasn't, he was like, it wasn't really school. a present. It was more like here, you need to do this. Homework. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So I've told I've mentioned y'all before my best friend, uh, her younger brother is, um, is a pilot. He flies Harrier jets call sign Batman. Shout out to Drew. Um, so sick. Yeah, but like I'm just dying to like next time I see him, I'm just gonna be like, let's talk top, let's talk Top Gun. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta hear every all your thoughts. Um, but it just so thrilling, and I loved like there were little the with the scenes at the end with um 
him and Miles Teller in the plane together. There's like, I, I'm sure you guys caught it. Cause I know you, I know Ty, you saw it multiple times, but there's like a couple, like a, like one or two seconds where they're cutting between and you see Miles Teller in the back with this like giant grin on his face. Yeah. And he's like, you can tell he's probably going like, Whoa. And then like, it cuts back and then he's like back in, like in the scene and acting again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cameron and I both look at each other. We're like, did you see that? Yeah. It's like literally right before, he turns he turns a radar on before they see the bogey in front of him or the mick in front of him he's like grinning the biggest <laughs> grin in the entire world and it like quickly cuts away well it's because they they couldn't cut like they were talking like the the cameras were in the planes and the mm-hmm. the actors operated the cameras mm-hmm. so they would go up for like 20 minutes and if they came back down it's like rolling yeah because like there was one (laughs) there was one take where miles teller accidentally turned the camera off and they got back down they're like dude you didn't record anything (laughs) like you're up there (laughs) he's like oh i'm going up again i guess (laughs) um and uh glenn powell doing his best mcconaughey it really really worked for me um there are oh, times when so he like literally was like pronouncing words the way McConaughey does. He says, all right, all right, on the beach. <laughs> he probably said a third, but they must have cut it out because I can just, I just felt it. It was really working for me. When yeah. he was like, if you don't fly like Maverick here, you don't come home. I was like, oh, that's, Ma- that's McConaughey. You yeah. just like, that's Matthew McConaughey's voice, what you just did. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, Glenn Powell from Austin, Texas. Hey, yeah, Richard Link. He's a Richard Huge Linklater McConaughey guy. stand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. God, I, I love him. him. Um, and yeah, I'm good. I'm really good. <sighs> <laughs> when he came back in, I, I, in the theater, I knew was he just was like, coming. Yes, we, yeah. Yes. We, we, Cameron, and I kept being like, being like, Hangman's on his way. Hangman's gonna save him. Hangman's gonna get him. <laughs> um. Okay, so I do have some low lights. Uh, that's Ugh. why I was like on the fence with my rating. Right, but I, no, I, I want to. This is a perfect shreds. movie. I am not going to rip it apart. I'm going to tell you like for everything that I thought didn't work, there was something of equal measure that like made up for it. Right. So I think the dialogue at times was so cheesy. Wrong. Often cringe. Not often. Do you not understand Top Gun? (laughs) I'm not going to let you bully me into changing my mind at the literal physical reaction I had to some of the dialogue. It was Top Gun perfection. Every single Um, line. That's why the first one worked so well because it was so cheesy. And it it does kind of blow my mind that you guys are like they had such good chemistry because the worst of it was that initial scene when he walks into the bar and it's just exposition after exposition and it all felt so clunky and you're bad. wrong. Yeah, they have great chemistry the whole movie. That. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is nuts. But the parts of the script where the dialogue <laughs> fell flat to me is totally outweighed and like equally like it's made up for in the monologue and the scene with Iceman. Incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, And the confrontation scene between Rooster and Maverick. Um, Those Mm -hmm. just completely make up for like every bit that I thought was like really cheesy and cringe. Um, I, again, I I was like, I don't think there's any chemistry between Tom Cruise and Jennifer Connelly, but the chemistry between Rooster and Hangman was electric. (laughs) (laughs) So it made up for it. Um, and then again, I know you have to like suspend disbelief with a lot of action movies, but the fact that they went so hard and like making all of the flying so real, obviously, and like knowing, and I know like they brought in actual Top Guns like help with the script to like 
work on the like what the mission is and like how how you actually get planes and out of there i couldn't get over the fact when we were walking out of the movie i was like wait in the beginning he's going mach 10 and he just bails out and survives he's a human man now plummeting through the air at mach 10 speeds and his body does not explode um that was the one bit for me i was like and i guess i'll just have to suspend disbelief he's tom cruise he's maverick he is Pete Maverick Mitchell. Okay. Maverick. <laughs> also, have you heard? Well, I don't know if it's a real theory, but that he actually did die in that beginning scene, and the rest of it's all him. Like, oh, not stop. interested. Stop. Could not be less interested in whatever you were about to say. The stop. rest of it's him like redeeming no, himself done. and done some not, kind of afterlife. Don't care. <laughs> not listening. Stop it. I want to fist fight whoever came up with that. This theory. is a real, this is like a documentary movie. This whoever is came up with that theory, real. I'm going to shove them in a locker. That's so bad. Add add them to your list from your rankings episode. Yeah, about they just yeah. became an honorable assault and battery. Assault. Yeah. All that to say, Miles Teller was so great. I don't hate him as much as you do, but here's I I was saying this all the lead up to this movie. Danny was like, "I'm so worried about Miles Teller. I'm so worried about Miles Teller." Ruin the thing. And I'm like, most excited. You about. put him yeah. in the right movie. He's great. Perfect. Just like Whiplash. And Danny I didn't don't believe think me. he's and great I, in Whiplash is the problem. But he is. But I'm kind of glad that you I didn't agree. believe me because it made it so much better that you're like, oh, wow, Miles Teller is I, my favorite movie. The whole time I was saying, you don't, okay, first of all, you don't get to take any kind of credit for this. How dare you? <laughs> I'm even taking a little credit. It. How dare you even <laughs> attempt it? I, the whole time I was, it's well known. It's a bit, almost a bit at this point of me talking about how much I hate Miles Teller because he's been awful in pretty much every movie I've ever seen him in. He was tolerable in Whiplash, but I don't think he was great. So I, I was the only worried. person who liked Spectacular now? Yes. I didn't mind it. <laughs> I hate Spectacular. I thought now. he was good in that. Yeah. Um, I thought it's a good movie, <laughs> but I the whole time it was like I'm worried about this, but I'm going in like with an open mind and I'm going in hopeful. I wasn't letting it ready to let him ruin it for me, and boy, he, he was so good in this. Yeah. I'm a, I'm first, he kind of looked like looked a lot Anthony like Eds and Meg Ryan You're, mixed together. So that's the that's what I was gonna say. I I don't see as many movies as you guys do, so I can't tell you if I've ever seen Miles Teller in a movie. Mm-hmm. But that casting for him, I mean, when you when you see that, just based upon physical appearance, uh, yeah. and and I guess some of his characteristics. I mean, he, yeah, I mean, he he looked like uh, he could be their son. And yeah. um, anyway, I was I was really impressed with that. Yeah, that's what um, Tom, Tom said that he was a little hesitant about his casting. And then he came in with the mustache and the highlights in his hair. And he's like, oh, that's Anthony and Meg's child. Like, yeah. that's yeah. exactly what he would look like. Yeah. I wish they'd been able to get Meg Ryan to participate. Yeah. I don't know what she would do, though. I feel like her her role would be it would be like one. It would have been similar to Iceman's scene where they, yeah. have, you know, her character was dead yeah right that's, I think so that's just because they like couldn't get flashback. meg ryan like i bet yeah because they, they couldn't her. get her in the movie oh gotcha yeah. yeah um so one sneaky good line for me so when um when maverick uh takes the plane to test the route 
you know, mm-hmm. to test the, uh, while they're all in the training room and he's going through and they make some sort of comment about, well, there's not a, uh, there's no exercise approved for today. And he, he says something along the lines of, well, this just, we're just going to go with it. And, uh, Monica Barbero, I think is who mm-hmm. played yeah. Phoenix just says, nice <laughs> I mean, that just like that respect i loved uh, phoenix for, phoenix oh yeah phoenix and that. bob bill yeah. pullman's bob. son oh, bob. yeah bill pullman's son yes. with his, his name pullman. it was like lewis pullman at the end credits so i was like what is that bill pullman's <laughs> son that played yeah. bob dude yeah. phoenix and bob is my favorite pairing mike if we right. go back and do our like bromance episode again i phoenix and bob are very close to the top i love them so much yeah Yeah. and phoenix didn't feel like tokenized like the girl you know Mm -hmm. like it felt very badass she was like oh my god she's so cool she was a badass i mean totally yeah Yeah. she very much belonged and held her own more than held her own uh, oh, yeah. with those with the guys yeah and her um, middle finger even in my fourth <laughs> viewing of this movie makes me laugh every single Funny time, every time. <laughs> yes yeah. uh Old we also scratch. haven't talked about john ham who was so good at this movie oh oh are yeah. you talking about uh what's his name like bob cyclone smith just the <laughs> most like just the most like military name of all time it was bob ridiculous smith. hold on i'm i'm yeah. looking at but yeah he was so freaking good Bo Cyclone Simpson. God, it's so like that. Good. Like what in freaking he, just he played quarterback at the Oklahoma Navy. University and then he went on to yeah. go join the Navy. <laughs> Bo God. Cyclone Simpson was like a four year starter at, at the Naval Academy through for like just ran the entire time only through for 500 career yards. Like, yeah. Is that but the 30 for 30? You don't know Bo. you're making it up i was like is this basically someone real we're making a joke because bo simpson is the most college football name i've ever heard oh yeah that makes sense but yeah john ham just so he's incredible so good apparently i was kind of worried because like i assumed he would be like tom scarrett right Mm -hmm. because like that's kind of the role he's playing and Mm -hmm. i was like oh he's playing it a little bit too harsh but you soon realize it's a he's playing a completely different character than, than scarrett is yeah, and I, I was listening to this thing, and apparently, like, they asked, they somebody just sent him, like, I guess his agent or whatever was like, hey, uh, are you interested in being in the top in the new Top Gun movie? And he immediately said yes. They're like, all right, well, <laughs> hell you yes. Us, you want us to hell send yes. over, like, character details or money? He's like, no, we can do that later. I'm in. I want in this movie. <laughs> uh, it's so good. God, I love John Hamm in this yeah. movie. Everyone in perfect. this movie was, per- like, perfect. Perfectly Played passed, their roles yeah. perfectly. I will say one last thing I, I noticed right away and I really appreciated they never specify the location or mm-hmm. the affiliation of their enemy. Yeah, they just do. Like I think that's, too, I think that's my perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like the original Top Gun. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. absolutely brilliant. Ellen, can we right. get back in the eighties? You assume it was Russia, right? Yeah. You assume yeah. it was, you know, but, but yeah, there's no, it, it was never. I guess mentioned now you kind either. of assume it's Russia also yeah and either well, yeah and and either yeah, snowy mountains or the, or the or the proud boys you know some yeah some, you know, some bad, bad group yeah. <laughs> ellen please please i'm dying Can oh okay so i i have been going back and forth about it obviously i had things that i didn't love but like i just kept going back to what i said last week on the show it's like 
I give away fives because I love movies and I love this movie. So yes, you get your five star rating from yes, me. Yes, <laughs> yes, okay. Five um, stars yes. from everybody. I had, I had the cursor hanging over the end button. Oh, we all. Oh my god, all, all four of us five stars. Yeah. yeah, that's twenty stars for yes. Top Gun Maverick. That's twenty stars. <laughs> Every single one of them is deserved um, here. Uh, now yeah. is the football scene better if playing with the boys is playing in the background instead of? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the the music, you know what the music is speaking of music Ty. the music in this one was really a lady gaga at the she end she's in charge but, of all of it but no the who so song she gets... that they played in the middle during one of the flying exercises oh yeah, uh, yeah. yep that that song uh is uh, like right really like good. when the training sequence begins and he comes mm-hmm. up between them yeah yep so oh, the beginning that, get, the... that scene when he splits the planes, I'm like, "Yep, here we go. I'm fucking ready for this movie. Let's go." Um, hey, no, are we so... allowed? Can we not do spoiler spoilers on this? We're spoiling. Should we not We've do been spoilers? spoiling the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Been, for, yeah, the fact the fact that they fly an F-14, oh. which was the plane from the original. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it just yeah. There's and so, the F-14 just so looks so damn cool. Yeah. yeah, like it oh. is the cool. Well, like it's... even the fifth, like the fifth generation enemy planes, like don't do not look as cool as the F fourteen. Agree. Um, but yeah, speaking of the so in the beginning of the opening credits, it says music by and it lists Hans Zimmer, who I think did the original mm-hmm. score, which is because obviously we're using the original, the original, what he yeah. wrote, Lady Gaga. And then whoever did like original actual score work for this, she's listed because her original song that plays at the end, they use themes from it in uh in the All movie. The Jennifer Connelly oh. moments. Yes, right? like so yeah. when Jennifer Connelly okay. and Tom Cruise get together, they're using the like instrumental themes from Lady Gaga's original song over that scene. So she gets score writing credits just because of that. So that's why. Oh, okay. She wasn't oh. in, yeah, she wasn't in charge of all of it, hmm. but um so also shout out um bringing danger zone back and just opening the oh. movie with like a like a five minute a real fun montage yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah yeah open because me out. and danny yeah. have said it multiple times there's literally nothing cooler than fighter jets on a big screen oh. nothing not a single thing in the entire world and the way that this was filmed i mean like uh, it, <laughs> i want to Beachless. end this my recording mind. and go watch it right now no yeah. joke. I want to go watch it again just to see those scenes. That, I think I might go see it like when Jurassic World opens because I know everyone's going to be at that. So I'll kind of have the idea. theater to myself to see Top Gun Maverick again. It's a good idea. I know. I have the Alamo season pass, but the nearest Alamo is like 30 minutes away from where I work. So I'd have to be like, I'm just leaving work early and I'm going to go see Top there Gun go. again. Um, and <laughs> hey, one we'll other see. cry worthy moment, I don't know. I don't think I heard you guys mention is when Hondo says, Sir, it's been a pleasure Oof. serving with you when he's not oh, sure when they're getting character. ready to take off. Oh, yeah. and Hondo, yeah, Bashir Saludin, yeah, uh, Salahuddin, yeah, uh, yeah, that, Man, that was like a that great character. It's just my <laughs> face, yeah, exactly. It's the only look I got. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so good, what a good uh, character. Do you right. think, I mean, obviously, you guys all think it's absolutely perfect, but like. What if Tom Cruise actually did sacrifice himself and die? I'm kind of glad he I did wonder. Die. Yeah, I wondered if that was going to be the deal. I did hear know, someone when... coming out of the theater going, he should have just, he should have died. I think it would have been. Well, I like it better because now you have Tom Cruise, who's literally by himself because there's no more Iceman. 
who has no family. Rooster hates him, but now he has Rooster, and Rooster, who has no one, both of his now parents are him. dead, now yeah. has Tom, and he has this kind of adopted family of Jennifer Connelly and her daughter, and I I love that aspect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I would have been able yeah. to let go of Maverick having him redeemed himself in that moment, and like, but you'd be leaving the character of Rooster hanging with with no family then. Yeah, yeah with no yeah. one. Yeah. 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 And well, I, d- um, I wanted hey, to- man, hello. I wanted uh, to leave the theater just stoked and happy, and I did. And I I wouldn't probably have quite as much if Maverick had died. So movies are were, back. If it were possible movies to give back. more than five stars, it would have been a five and a half star if Hangman and Rooster had kissed. I whatever <laughs> that was, wasn't that your your review of the first Top Gun is you would have given it one extra star if Iceman and, and Maverick, Maverick had, had kissed. kissed. Feel- <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I just, whatever your grading wow. scale is, I'm, I'm nothing is not consistent. Uh, I think yeah. I think men should kiss. I don't yeah, know. you just want more people to kiss at movies. That's kind of your whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not the worst I get it. Yeah. yeah. Whenever guys get in each other's face like that, when like you can tell like they they're enemies, but they're beginning to become friends, I'm always like, just kiss. Just kiss each other. <laughs> are you saying are you saying the original Top Gun is a Pride Month movie watch? Yeah. Uh mm-hmm. volleyball scene alone. <laughs> And the football scene alone, these two movies are canon pride. I love yeah. that they brought back jeans on the beach. And I say that as like a cis white, yeah, female, yeah jeans straight on the woman. Beach. <laughs> jeans on the beach. Which Je- is just yeah, so jeans on the beach and then just putting the t-shirt on over your sweaty body Ooh. right after. Yeah. I'm like, you're sweaty and, and, and making it look cool and making it look cool. Uh, he yeah. had no problem just putting a shirt on his exactly. sandy body just so that, much okay it kind of looked like he was mm-hmm. sitting in front of a green screen and just that shot am i the only one who thought that yeah so this went through a lot of reshoots and yeah, i think that I was imagine. one of that was okay. another reshoot hmm. uh okay are we ready to to get into the, the movie that we're actually here to discuss <laughs> yeah might as well <laughs> we've been here for 40 minutes okay i guess there's no f1 corner no they had the week off okay the Got boys it. went to Greece and darn <laughs> yeah yeah Robbie was really looking forward to the yes. is, F- is, is F1 the one with the little wizard boy <laughs> yeah his name's yes. Lewis Hamilton yeah. <laughs> right. I, I was saving that see Danny I was saving that for later when you, you gave me the invitation <laughs> earlier but I was it's perfect timing thank you uh okay let's get into it the movie we watch for this episode is 1977 Smokey and the Bandit directed by Hal Needham that stars Burt Reynolds Sally Field Jerry Reed has a 3.5 rating on Letterboxd and a Rotten Tomato score of 78 percent uh Letterboxd summary is a race car driver tries to transport an illegal beer shipment from Texas to Atlanta in under 28 hours picking up a reluctant bride-to-be on the way um now I don't think Ellen you hadn't seen it either I don't believe, mm-hmm. um, but you have to. <clears throat> I'm picking a movie for you next week, so I went ahead and volunteered <laughs> this time to to write the summary. Yeah, I thought you were about to say that I had read the summary, and I went, "Well, I didn't." <laughs> <laughs> no. no, I got you. Don't worry. Um, if we're ready, uh, a rich guy named Big Enos, along with his son Little Enos, challenged driver Bo Bandit Darvel to ship 400 cases of Coors beer from Texas to Georgia within 28 hours. This wouldn't be so hard, except for the fact that at the time it was illegal to sell Coors East to the Mississippi without the proper permit. Uh, Bandit accepts the challenge after hearing how much cash Big Enos is willing to fork over if he can do it. Bandit takes off along with his friend Cletus Snowman Reed and his dog Fred. Uh, along the way, he picks up a hitchhiker named Carrie, who's running away from, we- from her wedding. Uh, she soon earns the name Frog. 
things are going well for the gang until they attract the attention of Sheriff Buford T. Justice, who's angry that Carrie is refusing to marry his idiot son. Bandit starts attracting more and more police attention as he speeds east to Atlanta, but due to his legendary status among truckers and diner workers and highway prostitutes, he gets plenty of help avoiding the law. Uh, after a bridge jump, a bar fight, and a string of wrecked police cars, they arrive in Atlanta having completed the challenge. But nothing's ever good enough for Bandit, so he jumps at a double for nothing challenge to go to Boston and get big and little, en- little Enos some clam chowder. The end. Yep, that, you got it. <laughs> kind you of. A, just, you know what you could have yep. done instead of writing a summary is you could have just sang the song "He's Bound It Down." <laughs> exactly. Yeah, maybe I'll do, maybe I'll just cut out everything I just said and just play the song instead. <laughs> listen to. I don't know who Ty. Do you do the uh, editing on this? Is there any way we can have banjo music and playing in the back of Danny's? Uh, summary i think oh, yeah, I've, I've got too. a i've got an instrumental version of bandit by jerry reed queued up for that one yeah, there uh, you go. that's good um <laughs> robbie i don't know if you could explain to us why was specifically coors illegal east of the mississippi i'm assuming because coors is made in colorado, colorado and there was some sort of limit on uh whether it could be shipped east because a lot of the other bigger breweries were east of the Mississippi and Heiser-Busch and a lot of those. So, but hmm. um, that's just a guess on my part. The gotcha. South has weird beer laws that are like still around today. Is it like eight, maybe it's ABV content. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. Um, Ellen, what'd you know about this movie going in? Nothing. <laughs> Burt Reynolds and Sally Field in a car. Nice. I feel like I knew everything about this movie. Going yeah. In. I'm kind of surprised. This seems like, like something you would have seen at some point in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, for whatever reason I hadn't, but I, like, I knew, I, I knew the song. It wasn't I one knew... of the four BHSs in your house growing up. <laughs> right. <laughs> I knew the song. I knew that he drove a Trans Am. I knew that at some point he picked up Sally Field along the way. Um, and that he, I've was... heard this song. I did not know it came from this movie. <laughs> yeah. And I, I knew he was trying to get from one place to another. I didn't know he was shipping beer, but I, whatever. It's about the car scene. So, um ty and robbie what are you what's y'all's background with this movie you go first because my origin ends with probably yours so <laughs> so i this this movie actually came out when i was 10 so it's before my 11th birthday so we're talking this it came out memorial day weekend was the release uh in 77 so that would have been just as i was finishing my fourth grade um year um interesting my parents took me to this so i guess the you know because it was a little racy i guess for a yeah pg rating was not but i guess it's the 70s yeah Yeah. um so at that age for me it was about the car chases it was about this kind of cool guy the whole cb radio thing was a was kind of in Mm -hmm. there i'm actually going to share a little bit of that later um it actually comes up in my low lights but but uh, that was kind of in, but, but then years later, I think what really set in for me more was uh, obviously the Jackie Gleason character who, you know, is kind of a, a show stealer um, uh, there. And I'll share some of that uh, with my highlights, but yeah, I remember, you know, remember seeing this. And of course, in, then in 77, when you went and saw a movie, you, you saw that movie and then maybe a year or two later, it would come on televisions because this is before cable and you would get an edited version where they were saying 
like bull stuff and you know stuff <laughs> like that and you know no profanity so um so i didn't get to watch it a lot as a kid but watched it more as an adult and obviously introduced my son to the uh, to the movie yeah i don't remember a time where when we didn't have this on dvd at the house and like we watched it like at least once a year at least uh, but yeah this we would me and my dad would always watch this movie this was this and Caddyshack were like the go-tos for mm. for us. Yeah, it's just you know, it's just ridiculousness in a movie, and it's just redneck fun. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get into our highs. Robbie, do you want to go first with yours? Sure, sure. Um, well, my highlights. I mean, Sheriff Buford T. Justice uh, mm-hmm. is you know his quotes. Uh, a lot of them. I realize there's some a little uh, yeah, uh, but uh, you know one one of my favorites is hold up on that car wash gentleman when he comes <laughs> up on the guys. And, and I, I think y'all know this about me is my career. Uh, I'm a former high school principal, high school assistant principal. And I did use that a couple of times when I'd come up on some kids in the hallway and be like, <laughs> Hey, hold up on my car wash gentlemen. They didn't know what the hell I was talking about. Uh, but I, I thought it was funny. You know, I'd be laughing thinking like, I just, that was funny. Um, <laughs> Another one of my favorite quotes is I'll take a Diablo sandwich and a Dr. Pepper and make it quick. I'm in a goddamn hurry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's really and, good. and then in that same, that same scene, when he's actually talking to, to a bandit, he doesn't realize it. And he says, what are you chasing a bank robber bank robin? bank robbing's baby shit next to what this dude's been doing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then Ty and I learned this, you know, Ty and I went and saw this in the theater last sunday on the 45th anniversary showing and they had some trivia come up at the beginning of the showing and the scene where uh he where buford t justice walks out of the restroom with the toilet paper still attached to his uh sunglasses that was totally improv by jackie gleason <laughs> that was not <clears throat> that's awesome. that how does one yeah. get toilet paper on your glasses yeah he's cleaning, he's cleaning, he's he's cleaning his oh. glasses yeah. and it's coming up uh and then he actually says when the woman comes and like takes it up and he turns around and says nice ass yeah, which is you know, <laughs> totally inappropriate but you know he's um then jerry reed for me jerry reed and, and he's yeah, so good sneaky this. good in this and his trusty sidekick fred uh, when Ty was little, we had a Basset Hound. So um, uh, Fred, and then of course the car chases. Uh, yeah. For me, the car chases are highlights. Yeah. So those are my highlights. Sweet, Ellen. Yeah, we'll start where you left off. The car stunts are really fun, super cool. Um, I love that. There's just no hiding or attempt to hide. You can just see the stunt drivers in every scene. Yeah. <laughs> and that when Sally Fields driving, her stunt driver is just a man in a way. <laughs> um, and then also, yeah, Fred, my favorite. He steals the show every time. Love Fred. Love a good basset hound. Um, uh, I love the mural on the side of Snowman's truck. Just fun detail. Um, yeah, there's some there's some lines here that are really funny. Uh, what are you gonna do with them? The shoes or the legs? Um, <laughs> I love Sally Field. She's like super super charming in this, yeah. um, and her character is just very quick witted and like really keeps up. Um, and then she hops behind the wheel and she's just going for it. Uh, I like her so much in this. Um, 
And I love that scene because Bandit is terrified when yeah. she's driving the car. He keeps <laughs> like trying to switch with her and it won't you work. See him, you <laughs> see him that he's like not on his game. He's so scared to be in the car. So just a little, uh, y'all may know this, but but the old man trivia on this. Yeah, this was really Sally Field's first uh, one one of her first forays into not being the sweet innocent you know mm-hmm. she had this tv career playing the flying nun and gidget and you know things like that and so for her to i, I really thought this was a breakout for her yeah yeah she apparently burt reynolds saw gidget it. and was like i love her put her in the movie and then they started dating like <laughs> after the movie comes out i can see that they had great chemistry um yeah i liked the other people along the way that helped them that were on the cb radio the grave robber who (laughs) they're pulling out of a (laughs) funeral and they're chatting about the best way to go i mean (laughs) um good witch of the north love that that old lady um yeah just yeah everyone who kind of helps them along the way and then the truck drivers who um hide them from the state troopers and um the the use of the radio and it's kind of how it kind of drives the plot and all the characters we cut that we see come and go it's so much fun and it's like it really makes the movie move so quickly because like all these characters you see in first scene and they're gone and then you pick up someone else and that gets them from point a to point b and it's just a lot of real fun everything's just super super fun oh yeah i was i like i said i knew nothing about this i didn't think it was just like a action comedy um yeah. uh and then i and then of course i love how the sheriff's car just continues to fall apart throughout the movie <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with his son holding on to his hat who's gonna hold your hat <laughs> uh is that it yeah pretty much but yeah i had a really fun time Sweet. Um, I've got a few, a lot of mine are quotes. A lot of mine is also just stream of consciousness stuff. Like as I'm, here's what popped into my head as I was watching it. And the first one is, oh my God, this little guy in his little blue suit. Yeah. <laughs> just literally, I was, as soon as he showed up on the screen, I was cracking up, man. So uh, when he says, watch your language, little lady. To, to yeah. Lily, this is really funny. Uh, Eastbound and Down is just a banger of a song. Mm, banger, it's yeah. so good, man. The soundtrack is chock full of like original songs, right? It's There's great. another song that pops up, and they're talking about Bandit. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this is like a whole like original album for the movie. <laughs> like, yeah, Jerry, Jerry Reed. Reed, yeah, really yeah. Guy, who played, guy who played Snowman yeah. did all the music for this mm-hmm. movie. So good. Uh, next one is just Fred, just Fred in general. The fact that he exists, the fact that he was in the movie, every single thing he did, he just Fred takes off and goes for a swim, <laughs> right? Basset hounds make every movie better. Every so movie good. needs a basset hound, yeah. It's so so good. Like, could you imagine that last scene in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood if the dog was a basset hound and it attacked everybody? <laughs> Goodness, <laughs> uh, can you drive a forklift? Oh, I can drive any forking thing around. So good, what a great line. <laughs> And immediately rams into the right. <laughs> into the beer. Yeah. Uh, he's taking a 10 100. Well, at least that's better than a 10 200. That whole bit, the 10 100 bit was really funny. I thought. Um, the fact that you were a sheriff is not germane to the situation. The goddamn Germans got nothing Germans. to do with it. <laughs> yeah, Jackie Gleason is just crushing oh. this whole movie. 
<laughs> he fully, I mean, he is a cartoon character. Yeah. 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 100%. Uh, the bridge jump rules. I just love a good oh, car yeah. jump. Any car mm-hmm. jump in any movie. We talked about speed a few weeks ago, the bus jump and that. Just any car jump is cool and I love it. And I love the car jumps that it's like in every 70s movie where mm-hmm. the car lands and it's like, oh, that's clearly total. <laughs> that's crashed. And then it's like they cut and they're speeding away in the yeah. same car. Yeah. <laughs> Dukes of Hazard every yes. single episode. Yeah. 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 They just where they like cars. land on the front and then like side up, but yeah. then they're fine to keep going. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, my hat flew off, Daddy. I hope your goddamn head was in it. <laughs> Uh, made me laugh every time. Um, <laughs> I think Sally feels super funny in this. I think yeah. she's so quippy. The way mm-hmm. that like she delivers so many of her lines, she's adorable and she's funny. And I got, I thought she was so so. She's the perfect accompaniment to to Bandit in this movie. Yeah. Um, and she loves Sondheim. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Do we have anything in common? No. Yeah, that was really funny. Uh, Frog feed Fred. Fine. That's fun. That's just good, funny writing. I think it's clever. It's so good. Uh, the trucker lingo and the CB is just a good time throughout the whole movie. Some of the stuff that they come up with is great. Um, Ellen mentioned it. I, I love the random people helping Bandit. I just think it's so fun, especially like the truckers hiding Bandit in their convoy. I had a huge smile on my face mm-hmm. the entire scene. That was just an absolute joy. Um, and the last one is the face that Frog made when she flipped off that motorcycle cop was oh yeah so <laughs> good it was just the, the biggest shit-eating grin smile like she ever she just flips them off and they speed away it was so funny i loved it yeah uh, that's good. go ahead um okay well my first highlight has nothing to do with the actual mo- anything that happened in the movie but this is alfred hitchcock's favorite movie and he would watch it uh-huh. weekly <laughs> weekly he would watch yeah. this movie alfred hitchcock it's yeah, like I, celebrated great director. Is a guilty pleasure of Alfred, Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> it's his favorite movie, and he would watch it weekly, uh, which is just awesome. Um, the car chase is amazing. Uh, you know, you don't get Baby Driver without Smokey and the Bandit, in my opinion. You know, mm-hmm. just saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, car chases are amazing. Again, 70s car chases are better because the cars always just crash in the most spectacular ways possible. Mm-hmm. Um, People legitimately risk their lives. Yeah, it's crazy <laughs> that these, like, they look, all these cars look like they're made out of paper mache when they crash. They just yeah. get torn apart. Well, you know, these stunt drivers, like, they're not wearing helmets. They're not, yeah. there's no roll bars. They're not <laughs> just pedal to the floor and go for it, hoping they get it on the first take. <laughs> uh burt reynolds undeniably cool just so flipping cool he's it's just like the the charisma that is just oozing off of him in this movie is is crazy i had a hard time not seeing norm mcdonald's impression because i was obviously (laughs) way yeah i was obviously way more familiar with that than this (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) turd ferguson um uh, I'll always love a movie that features a basset hound. Uh, like Dad said, we had a basset hound named Earl. Um, Earl, so, yeah, oh. lo- love love a good basset hound, especially swimming. Basset hound swimming, they don't it doesn't make any sense whatsoever, <laughs> but it's awesome to watch. Do they love um, to swim? Well, most of them do. Yeah, ours did. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> love that. Um, East Bound and Down, so fun. Um, especially when they played it on that last chase sequence as they were getting into uh, Georgia and 
it's that that last chase it's not like the anxiety on the edge of your seat is the more of like this is so fun and exciting kind of thing um, i love how the yeah. song starts as westbound and down yeah because <laughs> they're going <laughs> in the second half uh, of the movie it switches to eastbound and down. Yeah. <laughs> uh jackie gleason phenomenal oscar worthy performance from him it's he's so flipping good uh it's it's he's so good he kind of like awesome he kind of takes away (laughs) this movie from burt reynolds which is like a crazy thing to say in the 70s that like jackie gleason stole the show from burt reynolds like it doesn't make any sense but he did um was the car already like a star in his own right before this movie Mm -hmm. came out okay yeah Mm -hmm. um bandit's car awesome so cool i want that car so bad yeah, be apparently, so this, apparently this movie is like a miracle for Pontiac because they just yeah, sold like transit. a freaking billion oh, yeah. transit. Like so many transams, so many CB radios were sold after this movie came out. Um, the chemistry between uh, Sally Field and Burt Reynolds was really good. I totally Media, bought it. You, yeah. Yeah. It, it made a lot of sense to me. Um, Junior getting constantly bullied by his father throughout this is hilarious. It's so funny. It's when he's like when he tells his son to go check on the car and he tries to get out and then Buford starts driving away while it's still in the hitch and Junior's just on the front of the car as he's still trying to drive away it's, it's so good yeah um, <laughs> no way you come from my loins <laughs> <laughs> I may have said that to Ty a couple of times when he was a <laughs> yeah. teenager. I don't know. I don't know if I did or not. <laughs> you probably did. Uh, it's very self-aware. The movie's real simple. Steal beer, drive fast, don't get caught. I mean, it's and it's very self-aware. It knows exactly what it is. It's not trying to be anything else than than a redneck hillbilly romp, and it mm-hmm. does that perfectly. Um, and then my last one is there are some parts that don't hold up, but for the most part, it surprisingly holds up for 2022. The majority of the movie, yeah, a benefit of it being so simple. It's like, there's not right. a whole lot that's not going to age well. Cause yeah, they didn't try to do too much. So yeah, it was great. But that's all my highlights. Sweet. I've got a handful of fun facts. Uh, the first one is that cafe scene, um, with Jackie Gleason and Burt Reynolds apparently wasn't in the original script. That was Jackie Gleason's idea. He was like, they should meet at some point uh, during the chase and with the, with the sheriff not knowing it, it's Bandit, which I think that scene rules. Yeah. I think oh. that's so good. But yeah, yeah. I guess it was all Jack. It was either Jackie Gleason's idea or he just took credit for it, which either makes sense. Um, he uh, it, This is the second highest grossing movie of 1977 behind Jaws. Jaws. Star Wars. Oh. Wait, is Jaws 77 or 78? <laughs> uh it's oh, not not 77 75 there's no, there's no way to know it's 75 um yeah jerry reed was supposed to play bandit until burt reynolds decided he wanted to be in the movie and then they just good shifted call bandit. Mm-hmm. they just shifted jerry reed to the, <laughs> the best friend which real yeah. good call real yeah. good call now jerry reed incredible in this movie i would not have believed him as like the smooth fast talking yeah, I, and they I, got I, a bigger budget when he signed on to it was going to be like a b movie with not a wide release and then burt reynolds saw the script wanted to play bandit and they're like and now we're getting a wide release and yeah. more money yeah <laughs> i didn't realize there were two more after this 
And I believe in the third one, Jerry Reed does play Bandit, I think. Well, he, he, or he like he, takes over the persona or something like right, that. What, right, moniker. because there is yeah. no Burt Reynolds in the third one. Yeah. No. Um, Jackie Gleason was apparently, when, when he was brought on, he was offered either a, a percentage of the box office gross or a straight salary, and he chose a straight salary, and it cost him millions of dollars. Ooh. Bad millions. Move. It cost him so much money because he just wanted the straight salary. <laughs> Real big bummer. Um, I guess Jackie Gleason had an assistant on set, and he would send him to go get him a hamburger all the time, and that was code for a glass full of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> I just I picture Jackie Gleason with his feet up in the sheriff costume, saying, "Hey, boy, go get me a hamburger." It just <laughs> glass full of vodka brought back to. I feel like he would be so fun to hang out with. Yeah. Like out of that entire cast, well, Sally Field number one, but I think I would yeah. like Jackie Gleason. Yeah, is Burt Reynolds on the bottom of that list? Honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like Harrison Ford, where it's yeah. like I love Burt Reynolds movies, I never want to meet him in person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then my last one is uh, Fred, the the Basset Hound, was personally picked by Burt Reynolds chiefly because it refused to obey commands. Just wouldn't do anything like, like going said. into the pond and swimming. Like, I wonder if that yeah. was an unscripted moment. <laughs> uh, Brad, gone, Brad. Just wouldn't listen to anything they said. So Bert's like, yeah, this is the dog. Uh oh, I, I did have one more. The you know the scene where the uh the car jumps and in, into the football field during the game? Yeah. Apparently oh, yeah. they were like inches away from a catastrophic accident because a groundskeeper wet the field the night before and didn't nobody knew. And so they straight up like almost killed people because they didn't know that the oh, field no. was wet. <laughs> Just like inches away from a catastrophic catastrophic accident is what I read. Yeah. Insane. Um, all right, let's go into our lows. Uh, Ellen, do you want to go first? Um, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, like there are things that don't hold up. There's some like jokes and lines of dialogue that I'm like, Ooh. Mm. Um, I mean, and it will, it obviously it started with, um, uh the sheriff talking about how hot his like supposed daughter-in-law is yeah but then it, it quickly it quickly dawned on me like oh he's a cartoon character so him being yeah. racist and sexist and all that stuff i mean in- it also kind of adds to like the hate of him too I think. exactly like, a, if he- like if it was burt reynolds doing that stuff then this movie like really doesn't hold up mm-hmm. yeah i mean he's the bad guy it's okay for him to be disgusting um uh i mean but here's the thing: like, I'm kind of of two minds because some of those jokes I did laugh at, even though they're probably like sexist jokes. Like when uh, when Burt Reynolds says, "I that's why I used to love driving those trucks, spot the beavers." I was like, "Jesus!" <laughs> <laughs> but then I thought I laughed. It made me laugh really hard. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's a low light, but like, is it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. I think that's why I just gotta let it go. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, just the the things here and there that that don't hold up. But like, it's a it's a redneck uh, comedy from 1977. Like the bar cannot it, the standards can't yeah. be held. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I only had one. Uh, what is Jackie Gleason doing with his accent? Where is he? I don't Where know. Is he from? He's, he's from Louisiana from, and he's from that, Texas and he's from yeah, Arkansas. That's the most Cajun accent I've ever heard, but sometimes. 
Yeah, he's supposed to be there's from Texas. There's a little foghorn leghorn. Yeah, there. He's, yeah, he sounds like he's, he's from, from Texarkana. That's essentially there Louisiana. There you go. Like, yeah. Well, okay, well, but that's North yeah, Louisiana. Texarkana's North not the Louisiana accent <laughs> and like his accent are like very, that's he's so like from like wherever Ed Ogeron is from. Like that's so. where Buford but T. Justice my, is from. Well, maybe my he moved to Texas. Yeah, my okay. in-laws hail from Texarkana. And I tell you, there are some accents that come out when we're yeah. together and i'm like where are it's just this? it kind of like varies. it is like east some, texas i mean sometimes he kind of goes in east texas <laughs> sometimes he does Especially the cajun texas, thing yeah. and sometimes he just does like sort of a texan thing and sometimes it's just general south but he's kind of all over the place with that act it didn't bother me it's not a legitimate low like it didn't take away from my enjoyment but it's like where the hell is this guy supposed to be yeah. from there's a uh, lot of like i tell you what kind of talking yeah, in texas yeah. <laughs> Uh, Robbie, do you have any lows? A lows. I wasn't, you know, watching it today. I don't know that the CB lingo ages, you know, that was such a big deal back in the 70s. I don't know how that carries forward uh, today for someone who were to just watch it um, today without having the background. Um, yeah, if I didn't know it, what a CB radio I, was, it would have like maybe thrown me, but like somehow I. I know what a CB radio. I think because my grandpa had one. Right. Yeah, there was like, a lot that took me a second. Like I, I understood everything right. eventually, but there was a lot of it that's like, okay, how does what is that analogy? Okay, where? But I got yeah, it's a lot of like yeah. learning yeah. through, uh, yeah, subtext. Yeah, it made sense to me actually back in '77, but then watching it years later, you know, I had to kind of process that. Um, I thought about Ellen, what you were saying. You know, there were a couple of those comments that you know Jackie Gleason's character said, and then I reminded myself that that you know he's the you know the so-called villain in this. He's anyway, so if someone if someone's yeah. gonna be you know misogynistic, racist, you know person, then yeah, uh, you know he's he's the Archie Bunker, you know, to make an all in the family reference uh, that I in this. That. You know, he turns okay, around sorry. and, yeah. oh, turns yeah, around and says, go, "What's this country coming to?" I was like, "Go Google, Google it," uh, because I think Archie Bunker also made the what do the Germans have to do with it comment uh, in all the family. So y'all can do some research there. The other thing mm, uh, is, you know, there's a Confederate symbol on the That's license right. plate of the car. Yeah. So 77 Texas, I kind of yeah. assume. Yeah. So, yeah. It's not so. as bad as the, the general Lee, the name of the Dukes of Hazzard. <laughs> <train cars. laughs> yeah. With the huge Confederate flag on the top of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that, that was it for me. Uh, yeah, only low light is just there's just a few lines that don't hold up, but it's just it's so they're really not like like as bad. Like I think the the part when he's being racist, I think if it was honestly written today, I think it would be written the same like the same exact way because it wasn't yeah. like in your face racism. Mm. I think it'd still be writ written the same way today, and it kind of I mean. That's how, that's it, how a racist cop, I think, yeah, act. yeah. It helps us hate small town. Buford T. Justice more, which which works. Because if, if he's not, like, really gross, I think people start rooting for him because he, you know, because of his Oscar-worthy performance in this. <laughs> okay. Well, and like, and, like, when Snowman <laughs> says, uh, nice ass to, yeah. you know, and she mm. turns around and says, thanks, like, she throws it right back at him. So I'm like, yeah. I can't totally yeah. be mad at that one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, anything else before we move on to the recast? I did forget to say one of my highlights is 
when Snowman gets the crap beat out of him at that biker bar and then immediately runs over all of their motorcycles oh, and starts yes. cracking up. That's, That's yeah. a great scene. That's yeah. very good. Uh, cool. Ready to move on? Yeah, let's go for it. All right. I get to go first since I had to write this summary. Uh, so we recast Bandit, Frog, Snowman, and Sheriff, right? Is that where we're all yeah. at? Yeah. Okay. Um, her I name's Carrie, it- too, if you don't want to call her Frog. Carrie. Yeah. I, I was like really thr- when you texted and you're like, "Yeah, we're recasting Frog." I was like, "What?" Oh, I kind of like it. Yeah. If I'm being honest, <laughs> I which yeah, I get it, but I thought I mean, he's with the like, "I want to call you fun. Frog because I want to jump you." I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, I just thought Frog was funny. <laughs> that's a seven. That's such a seventies thing <laughs> to say, yeah. "Jump you." Yeah, because yes. if someone said, "I'm gonna jump <laughs> yes. you now," I'd be like, "Oh, they want to beat the crap out of me." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that is a total seventies thing. Um, I thought it'd be fun if uh, I made every one of my actors from Texas, or at least born in Texas. Oh, I thought okay. it'd be fun. Not really uh, necessary for this, but, yeah. um, So my sheriff, you want over the top cartoon character? Um, I went Jamie Fox. I think <laughs> yes. he'd be a blast. Oh, yes, God, I love this. I yes. love this casting. Yeah, that, I think it'd be and hilarious. And to be Absolutely. racist, and to yeah. be racist, and be Jamie Fox. <laughs> Yeah, I think it'd be an absolute because he's so good at just the over the top uh, cartoon character. Eccentric. You know, did you ever see the SNL skit Main Justice when he's playing yeah. <laughs> where it's like this weird uh, court system in Maine, but they all speak with Cajun accents? Yeah, we talked about it in the yeah. SNL. In yeah, the SNL yeah so he just be he's already done it. He's already yeah. like auditioned for this role. Yeah, I think <laughs> he'd be incredible at it. Uh, my snowman, I'm so excited about this. This is actually my favorite casting. I'm going Alan Tudyk. Oh, oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah that's El, a good one. El Paso's own Alan Tudyk. I think he'd be so freaking fun. He's so funny. He's one of the yeah. funniest people ever, I think. And he like has built a career on funny voices. And so I think just him being over the top country. I just want to hear yeah. Alan Tudyk talking on a CB radio for an hour and a half is all I want. I think it'd be incredible. <laughs> Uh, so for Carrie, I'm going with Dakota Johnson. Mm-hmm. Nice. I love Fun. her. She, yeah. I, she would do the adorable. She's from Texas. Didn't she grow up in LA? Well, she's born in Dallas or oh, Austin. Okay. Maybe she was born in Texas. And so I figured it counted, but I don't think, I, I don't think she grew up here. She grew up on whatever movie Don Johnson was on. <laughs> That's where <laughs> yeah. she grew up as movie sets. Um, I just love her. I, I yeah. like her a lot, and I think she'd be really funny in this. She'd do great at the adorable thing. She would do great at like the runaway bride bit. I think she'd be fantastic. Uh, and then my bandit is the man of the hour, Glenn Powell. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. it's, we all it's knew such an easy call. Yeah. We no, all yeah. knew you were going to pick him. Yeah, he was my Listen, backup, but I was like, why am I even writing this down? You, yeah, <laughs> no need. There's no need to be surprising here. No need. To, just sometimes, like the obvious, calls the right one. You know, he looks incredible with a mustache. We have proof of that. <laughs> yeah everybody uh, wants he's some just, he's just incredibly funny and i love him so much and i think he's Char- and charming he would be yeah he's the one of the most charming people ever he'd be so good as bandit it's a perfect pick and I'm, yeah. I'm glad i got to go first um but that means uh let's go robbie next oh shaking it up oh didn't really have mm. a we, we've never had a guest on for uh with like a, a random Regular guest thrown on, so we don't there's no oh, okay for this so i think throwing robbie okay. in here is good all right, so uh, can I give a little backstory on my recast, please? Mm-hmm. So uh, just to drop a little movie knowledge on you movie experts, don't know if you're aware of this or not, but um, 
when Quentin Tarantino made Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, he loosely based uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt's characters on Burt Reynolds and Hal Needham, who lived together in Hollywood. Hal Needham, who directed Smokey and the Bandit, was Burt Reynolds' stuntman, stunt double. So that's their relationship. So in that loosely, you know, uh, 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 you know, connection, uh, DiCaprio's character was was loosely based on Burt Reynolds, Brad Pitt's character loosely based on Hal Needham. So I'm going to put Leonardo DiCaprio as Bandit. Uh, You know, Burt Reynolds actually was a little older. This was a little this wasn't. And early in his, uh, yeah, he was, was like 40. 1960s. Yeah, yeah. So I've got Leo as as Bandit, nice. and then I want to. I'm just going to stick with uh, because I may be lazy. Going to stick with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I'm going to put Margot Robbie as Perfect. as Carrie. Yes. Nice. Yeah. So I think she can pull that off, and uh, kind of, and she's done some. Uh, uh, some comedy. She actually did that Dundee movie. Uh, and, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Totally but she's super funny. And I, Tanya, she's funny. Yeah. And every, every time she's Harley Quinn. Yeah. She's got great yeah. comedic chops. Yep. Uh, so, so I, I'm then going to skip on my other characters. I'm going to base on another show. I'm not f- sure if you're familiar with this. It's a documentary on HBO about how real churches really are how churches really exist <laughs> called the righteous gemstones <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know if y'all have seen that documentary or not um but um documentary about uh, what who's it about joel Osteen? <laughs> about yeah about, well, about just, just just most churches in general especially a lot of them here in the south uh so um I've got Walton Goggins as yes. Buford yes. T. Justice. Oh, yeah. Yes. God, I love yeah. Walton Goggins so yes. much. My favorite yes. character uh, actor yeah. of all time. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he can pull that off uh, and just be a skinnier, but uh, just as a uh, cartoonesque character as Jackie Gleason. Great and then I'm going to put so oh. yeah. Uncle Baby Billy. Sheriff Uncle yeah, Baby Billy. Billy. Uncle Baby Billy. <laughs> yep. And then I'm going to put Danny McBride as Snowman. Yeah. So Danny McBride will be Snowman. And and since I'm the guest, I'm going to break a little bit of the rules and I'm going to actually expand the recast. Perfect. Okay. Sticking with Righteous Gemstones, John Goodman is Big Enos. Mm. And little little Enos is Edie Patterson, who plays Judy Gemstone. Yeah, and the Righteous Gemstones. Oh my God, it's so. I'm good. just saying the especially, stuff. especially if it's rated R, yeah, uh, or maybe even NC-17, and she can just say the crudest things to her dad. Oh, uh, yeah. oh, so, John, they would have been good as uh, the sheriff and his son too. Yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, yeah. Daddy, mm-hmm. my hat flew off. <laughs> <laughs> I hope your head went with it. Now, if you're gonna God, stick with so righteous incredible. gemstones, put Adam Devine as as Junior, the the youngest of the. Oh, oh there you yeah. go. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Adam Devine could be yeah, the the son. Yeah. So, Man, so anyway, that's my recast. That's incredible. Um. Mm-hmm. All right, Ellen, you're up. Um. Yes. Yeah, so for my sheriff, um, I went with. Yeah, actually, another Texas native. I'm going with Woody Harrelson. Perfect. Yeah, I thought about nice. it. It's perfect. Yeah, so good. <laughs> um, Just getting super high while he's filming this movie. <laughs> yeah. um, Instead and- of the vodka that Jackie Gleason got, he'll yeah. be getting high. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. let me get a burger. It's just a Dude. big old bag of pot. <laughs> 
Um, and then my snowman is Wyatt Russell. Nice. Uh, he plays, I mean, he's been playing these kind of like bad guys, but I also think he's got a lot of fun and a lot of charm to him. I think he'd be real fun as snowman. Well, he plays like the quote unquote McConaughey role and everybody wants some. He's really good at that. Yeah. Um, and then for Carrie, I'm going with, um, Daisy Edgar Jones. Nice. Yeah. She's just, she is the woman of the moment. She is the moment. (laughs) Like, yeah. <laughs> um and then i actually had a backup because i thought maybe you would take her but um then my bandit the other man of the moment miles teller come on now <laughs> dang it man, dang it if you it three weeks ago with the mustache furious. with yes. the mustache oh yes i would have been so pissed three weeks ago at this choice but now that i've seen top gun maverick i think it's great it rules that's who i freaking i'm gonna have to go with my backups sorry not, speaking but... of tie your up <laughs> Ugh, I'm gonna have to go with my backups and you my snowman's my gonna Carrie? be I have, a, I have my backup for yeah and I had to have a backup for Carrie um but my snowman's gonna be a little bit younger than my bandit a lot younger um but you'll see where I'm going with it uh Buford T Justice I think he's actually one of the funniest actors in Hollywood when he can get a comedy role John Hamm he is yeah. I think he could easily do this he is hilarious 100%. Every time he's on SNL, it's always one of the best episodes of the season. He's he's great. Yeah. Um, Snowman, you're absolutely going to know where I'm going with this. Snowman, Lewis Pullman, um, <laughs> Bob. I'm bringing in Bob for this one. I think he plays a little bit dorkier of a snowman, but I think him trying to wrestle a basset hound out of a pod would be hilarious. hilarious. Um, my carry, I'm going with Jennifer Connelly because, you know, why not? And my bandit is tom cruise yeah because that's who you need in an action movie so i'm just recasting on doing his own driving yeah, yeah i'm just recasting the need, the tom need Maverick. So before ellen took miles teller it was going to be miles teller and monica barbaro mm-hmm. as the band oh, yeah. and, and carrie <laughs> yeah she yeah. would be good nobody nope. nobody put mcconaughey in this movie no i'm shocked i i, I ty told me i needed to have a backup and I seriously <laughs> thought about McConaughey as my backup for Buford T. Justice. Mm-hmm. Instead Mc- of McConaughey Bandit. was my backup snowman. Oh, okay. He's, that's where I was going with snowman for a long time until I realized Alan Tudyk was from Texas. My my backup Buford T. Justice was Daniel Craig. And he would basically just that's play his character good. that he played in Logan Lucky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the West Virginia <laughs> redneck guy. I said yeah. no peeking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also had the thought of uh, McConaughey as Bandit and Woody Harrelson as Snowman for a while. Um, yeah, that'd be good. Through there. Tommy Lee Jones was my sheriff for a bit. Oh, He's not good. funny. He has. Well, I think he could be funny. Yeah. Have I you think... seen Men in Black too? He's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I think he'd be very funny. I also know people who ran into him when he was living in San Antonio, and he's a major asshole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my so backup sheriff. <laughs> yeah true my backup sheriff was michael rooker yeah yeah that's and great. then my backup carry was riley keogh mm-hmm. yeah nice i had my ba- my backup bandit uh was uh channing tatum and i uh, Channing tatum and then adam driver a snowman so yeah. logan lucky <laughs> yeah when i was going I, a little Catherine, older uh sorry. go ahead when I was going a little older and I had McConaughey and Harrelson um my carry was Eva Longoria Ooh, I've nice. seen just enough fun. episodes of Desperate Housewives to know that she'd be very funny in that role. She had a lot of physical comedy in that show. Yeah, she's funny. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Robbie. 
No, that's okay. I had a Catherine Hahn was actually my backup mm. carry. Oh, that'd be She's a good so one. Yeah. That woman that can do anything. Out. That rolls. All right. Ready to move on? Yeah. To letterbox ratings. Uh, Ty, would you go ahead? Five stars. This is a yeah. five star movie. Yeah. Robbie. Yeah. What's that? Oh, yeah. Five letterbox. Stars. Yeah. No, actually, it's four. I, I rated it as four in letterbox. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I'm also going four. This is a four star movie. It's so funny. There's it's not good, a whole lot yeah. wrong with it. It doesn't like, it's not. It beat the Con Airline. Yeah, it's not one of my favorite movies of all time or anything, but it's a blast. There's uh, there's not a lot to complain about. Um, Ellen, what about you? Yeah, also four stars. All the same reasons, yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Well, that means it's my turn to pick, uh, pick next week's movie. I've got two that I'm kind of going back and forth between right now. And nice. both Ellen haven't seen? Yes. Yeah, they're both Ellen movies. Um, Have you texted me about one of them? You texted me about one of them. Yeah, I'm not going with that one. Uh, no, I don't okay. think I've texted you about this either, Ty. Um, this is one I found on her watch list. Uh, and I'm going, it's pretty See? recent, but I think it's just old enough that we can recast it and get away with it. Um, incredible action scenes, certainly some questionable choices that I think will be fun to talk about in the lows. Uh, I'm going to go with Kingsman. Oh, the first one. The first Kingsman movie. Wow. Okay, we're going super gory with this next one. <laughs> Pretty oh gory. God. You know how I love organized crime and mob. That's movies. true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the I, I think a lot of this movie is really smart. I think the action scenes are fantastic, and I'm really excited to talk about some of them. There are also a lot of places where just, they just kind of toe and then go over the line that I think will be really interesting to talk about. I have this at three and a half stars on Letterbox right now. Ty, I think you have it at four. Last I checked. Um, I'm I'm going to be, I assume, hanging out uh, around there. I'm really excited to see what Ellen thinks about it, though. And Ellen's obviously, you're going to read the summary in a Cockney accent, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 I'll get real drunk and read it in a Cockney accent. <laughs> but I'm excited for this. I haven't seen it in a, a minute. It's been a hot minute. Um, and I think this is kind of by far and away the best of the Kingsman movies. They've gotten kind of progressively a little worse as they've come It out, is the but... best one, but it doesn't have Elton John drop kicking someone in the face. That is true. That which is true. the second one does. But I think it'd be fun to talk about. I think it'd be fun to recast. Yeah, I would. Because you can take this to a lot of different countries and cultures and, and have a really good time with it, I think. But uh, all right. Anything else before we skedaddle? Nope. Okay. Thank you for watching a movie with us. Our theme song is Glass Auditoriums by Doc Ellicott. Um, Robbie, huge thank you. Just so nice of you to show up and spend yes, your Monday evening you. with us recording. Thank a podcast. you. Thank you. This is a blast. Just remember, bank robbing is baby shit next to what this dude can do. <laughs> <laughs> Please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Email us at wswampod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Watch Movie Pod. Until next time. He's found it down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can be done? We've got a long way to go. A short time to get there. I'm eastbound, just like a bandit run.